This month's podcasts are sponsored by Aubergine Legal. Do you sometimes worry that your business isn't meeting all its legal compliance requirements and wonder if you're ticking all the legal boxes? Are you losing sleep worrying about a piece of legislation that you may or may not be complying with? Perhaps you need some help with your client contracts or your data protection compliance. Or maybe you're worried that your website doesn't have the right documents or legal notices in the right place. Perhaps you have a brand that you want to protect with a trademark. How about if you could outsource it all and eliminate all of your worries? If so, then get in touch with Aubergine Legal, a friendly commercial legal consultancy offering practical and clear commercial legal advice without the overwhelming legal jargon, taking the worry away and helping you to protect your business and minimise your risks. Aubergine offers a free 30-minute consultation if you have any questions or want to find out if they can help. And you can access this link and book your free 30-minute call via the link in the show notes. Welcome to the Bring Your Product Ideas to Life podcast. Practical advice and inspiration to help you create and sell your own physical products. Here's your host, Vicky Weinberg. Hello, so today I'm talking to Raksha from Reflect of Raksha. So Raksha is um, what I would call a YouTube sensation. She might not describe herself as that. Um, What Raksha does is she uses journaling to help people slow down, reflect and pursue what really matters to them. Raksha believes that by looking after our minds and getting to know ourselves better, we can live happier and more fulfilled lives. So we talk a lot about bullet journaling as that's um, how Raksha got started. What we also talk about is the products that she sells. Um, I was fascinated to find out that Raksha actually 3D prints her own products. I haven't come across anyone doing that yet. Um, and yeah, the, her whole business model is just really fascinating to me. Um, also, you probably know by now, I'm really interested in people who whose main business is a service, but they found a way to add on really useful and interesting products to what they're doing already. So I would love now to introduce you to Raksha and I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I did. So hi Raksha, thank you so much for being here. Hi Vicky. So can we start with you please give an introduction to yourself, your business and what you do, what you make and what you sell please. Yeah, I'm Raksha and I recently started a small business called Reflect with Raksha and um, I basically I use journaling to help people slow down, reflect and pursue what really matters to them. Um, because I believe that by looking after our minds and getting to know ourselves better, we can live happier and more fulfilled lives. Um, and that's what Reflect with Rapture is all about, really. Amazing. Thank you. And can you talk a little bit about how and when you started? I started back in 2020, pretty much when the pandemic started. Um, I'd been bullet journaling for a few years. And around that time in 2020, I was using my bullet journal a lot more um, to reflect because I just left my corporate job and I was looking to start something new. And then this big pandemic hit as well. And I had children, young children at home and and lockdowns to to manage. Um, So I had a lot to get out onto the page. And I thought um, one day I just thought I'd start sharing my journaling process on YouTube. And it's something I'd seen other bullet journalers do, but I noticed that my own bullet journal style focused a lot more on mental wellness and mindfulness. So I thought, why not share it and see if there are people who find it useful? Um, I I started sharing my journaling ideas on YouTube and I did it for a few months. 
And um, I noticed that slowly but surely people were starting to find my videos on YouTube and they were telling me that my bullet journal exercises were really helping them through difficult times, especially with the pandemic going on, but also with personal issues that people were having and medical issues. And um, they were finding the kind of reflection exercises that I was sharing really helpful. Um, and I guess one thing just led to another. It started with a video on YouTube and all of a sudden it turned into a whole brand with a blog and a shop and a weekly newsletter and a service for other brands. Um, and I guess the interesting thing is I didn't really start this with a predefined business plan with milestones and all of those good things that you're supposed to have. I just started with a small step, which was sharing my thoughts online and just built on it from there. Amazing. Thank you. And yeah, so it sounds like it's happened really organically, I guess. When yeah. you started out on YouTube, did you even think of it as a business then? Or was it something you were just doing in the hope of, of helping people? Or did you, uh, yeah, did you think that actually one day this might become something? Or was it just, I'm going to start putting out these videos and see what happens? Well, around the time I, I really, I was thinking a lot about wanting to work for myself and maybe starting my own business. But it was kind of one of those things that you just talk about and think about a lot and you watch other people online doing it and you just have no idea how to start for yourself and what you could offer. And I never really knew what value I could offer to others. And that was the part I really struggled with. I was just stuck in this kind of analysis paralysis kind of state where I just kept thinking and not really doing anything and when I wasn't doing anything I wasn't really learning anymore about what I could be doing and I I thought that I suspected that by sharing just taking that small step and sharing something online I suspected that would help me get closer to what I could really offer Amazing. Thank you. And can you just talk us through a little bit? I'm, I'm really fascinated because, you know, you do a lot now as well as your YouTube channel. So it's grown in the past, it's two years now, isn't it? Yeah. Um, almost exactly two years. And, and now it seems like you have so much more than that. So do you mind just talking us through sort of how, you know, where things went from you started with YouTube and kind of what, ha- what came after? Don't worry, obviously, you don't need to remember dates and orders exactly. It'd just be nice to have an idea of what, of what got you to here. Yeah. Um, Well, yes, as you said, starting Reflect with Raksha led to so many different opportunities um, beyond what I started with. Um, And now I not only run Reflect with Raksha, but I also work with brands on projects for them. And I do freelance work as well. So one part of what I do is manage Reflect with Raksha, and that's sharing my ideas on YouTube and on my blog and in my weekly newsletter and also creating products for people to use for journaling as well Um, but another stream that formed over time is the freelance projects with brands so for example currently one of the projects I'm working on is I'm designing custom stencils for a stationary brand and um, that they can sell with their journals and they're similar to my stencils but I'm just designing them for the brand and working with them to provide journaling stencils to to their customers Um, And I also have freelance work going on for Bullet Journal. So that's the company owned by the creator of Bullet Journaling, um, Ryder Carroll. And they found me online and I work with them to help 
the community connect with the true purpose of bullet journaling and understand the method. And I now run their YouTube channel using everything that I learned from running my own. So there's a lot of different streams now that have just come about over the years, just after sharing my own journal on YouTube. Um, and they all kind of work together and tie in together because what I've learned from one stream, I apply to another and my experience and knowledge with bullet journaling and well-being and social media strategy is growing from all of these different streams and I'm able to apply it to all of them. So it's really interesting how it's all developed over the last two years. Yeah, I mean, that's a lot, isn't it? Um, in two years. And that's amazing. Thank you for sharing all of that. So yeah, that's, that sounds like there's loads of streams to what you do and loads of opportunities. And I think that's really interesting that just by starting to sort of record yourself and go and publish on YouTube, like where that's led to, I think that's really amazing. And as you you, you um, said at the beginning, when you weren't sure what you wanted to do, and you had a feeling that putting something online would help. Yeah. Um, yeah, I guess that has, because some of the things that you, um, and I won't talk in a, in a little bit, we'll talk about some of your products in more detail. Um, so what I'm just curious in is, if, is things like your blog and your newsletter, um, have they evolved from sort of people telling you, oh, this is what they want from you? Or has it been, you know, what yeah. you wanted to do, if that makes sense, or a bit of both? It's been a bit of both, actually. It's been really helpful having feedback from the community and growing that community on YouTube because then I did have people coming to me and telling me some of the kind of day-to-day issues they face um, with trying to be more productive or trying to slow down or trying to um, make time for what matters to them. Um, So people came to me with questions and, and asking for advice and I either used that to make a video about it or I wrote a blog post about those things and it turned into um, it it became a lot broader than just bullet journaling alone and it just became about general well-being and and mental wellness Um, and I have I also have a background in psychology and neuroscience so I bring a lot of that into my blog um, where I talk about theories in psychology um, and personal development and growth and that kind of thing. Um, and I write blog posts about that as well, which helps um, answer some of the questions from the community. That's brilliant. It's great that you've sort of built that. I, don't, I actually don't know anyone who's built a community on on YouTube and because you don't really think of it as being a, of, of it being a community. You know, when, when yeah. people talk about communities, my mind instantly goes Facebook group or, you know, small businesses yeah. connecting on Instagram. So it's, I'm really fascinated that you've, um, done done that and I think it's great that people have been giving you that feedback because I guess that's informed um everything you do including I'm assuming some of your products as well yeah definitely it's really helpful to have that community and and as you said on YouTube YouTube is a much bigger audience um and then the community come is is a much smaller audience that then uh, are much more invested in reflect the rupture and and follow the blog and receive the newsletter and reply to the newsletter and share their own people I'm finding that people are sharing a lot of their own personal information with me as well and we're all kind of learning and growing together which is which is really nice yeah that's that's really interesting so it sounds like the community sort of starts on um YouTube and then it's kind of coming off there as well as people are finding you and following you in other places 
Yeah, I, I do find it really important to take it off of YouTube as well, because um, you can connect with people a lot better through maybe the, the newsletter and over email. Um, and, and that's where I share in my newsletter. I share a lot more personal information, a lot more personal things that I'm going through or learning and reflecting on. Um, and it just feels a bit more intimate, I guess. Yeah, yeah I think that makes sense, because obviously on YouTube, you're sort of effectively talking you're not talking to everyone but you could be because anyone can come along and look at a video but emails are to people who've chosen to be on your list and give you your email address and want to hear from you so I think you're right it's it's a different conversation isn't it because you're open and a bit more vulnerable with those that have chosen to receive that yeah completely yeah so I would love to talk a little bit about your products and how and when you started to create your own but I think it might be a good time to actually talk a bit more about bullet journaling in more detail um because I'm, I'm sure that there were some people listening thinking this all sounds great but what is a bullet journal yeah. um I, I think I mentioned to you before we recorded I have an idea well I thought I had an idea of what bullet journaling was and then um when I started following you Raksha I thought oh actually this isn't quite what I thought it was and it may be that that's because you're using it in a different way because obviously your focus is on well-being um so it'd be great to talk a little bit about what bullet journaling is what the benefits are and maybe some of the different ways that they can be used yeah um so bullet journaling is it's a journaling method um a very specific method that was created by a guy called Ryder Carroll Um, And the method itself focuses on combining productivity with mindfulness. And Ryder Carroll actually describes it as a mindfulness system disguised as a productivity tool. Um, And there's a whole book dedicated to explaining the method. So I know I won't do it justice here, but I'll do my best. Um, And the aim of it is to help you discover and focus on the things that really matter to you. Um, And the way you start really is just by getting yourself a nice new notebook um, and at the beginning of the notebook you set up some pages for yourself to use throughout the year to help you stay close to the things that are really important to you um, and to help you stay on top of the things that you need to do as well and so for example I always start my journal with a motivational quote or a reminder for myself for that for the year and this year my quote that I wrote in was dear 2022 I am ready because I felt like I really needed to hear that when I was going into the year to kind of have the strength to do everything that I wanted to do so I put that in as a reminder and now every time I look at it I get this kind of motivated feeling and it just makes me feel stronger so um, you really personalize your bullet journal and put in the things that you need to hear or that you need to see and then um, I dedicate a page to my goals for the year and what they are, and why they're important to me. And the bullet journal method really encourages you to focus on your why, um, because it it really helps you understand your motivation so that you're always making the right choices for yourself. Um, And so um, I have various different things that help me do that. I have wellness trackers to log how much I'm exercising. So I'll draw up calendars using one of my stencils and color color in when I've done yoga or been for a run. And this really helps me stay close to my wellness goals. Um, but you can do you can do set these things up in really simple ways, just with a pen and writing a list 
and just coloring some boxes every day you don't have to use stencils or you don't have to draw calendars or anything it's really flexible um, and you can track all sorts of things that are important to you like what books you've read in the year or things that you want to do with your family that year or people were making lists like 20 things that I want to do in 2020 it's really flexible and there's lots of inspiration on Instagram I share all of my pages on there as well to, to give people ideas and seeing pictures of people's journal pages really kind of brings it to life. Um, everything is pretty much in bullet point form, um, hence the bullet journal method. And that really makes it quick and easy to digest the information when you look at your pages, because a big part of it is looking back on what you've put, put in um, and not losing all of the stuff that you're thinking and working on and doing throughout the year. Um, and then there's a monthly process as well, where you write down all of your events and tasks for a month, um, which feeds into your daily pages. Um, and the daily pages is just a process of sitting down every day and writing down what you need to get done that day. And then in the evening, looking back and um, migrating things that didn't get done, noting down things you want to remember in the day. Um, this one notebook just has everything in your life in it. Um, and you can get creative as well. So people like to doodle in their notebooks, depending on how much time you have and whether you find it relaxing to be creative in your notebook. Um, that's entirely optional. And it's just, I guess the key thing is that this one notebook holds all of your yearly, monthly, weekly and daily lists and thoughts. Um, it's your entire life in a notebook. And it's amazing how much it influences how you live your day-to-day -day life because it really slows you down and helps you be intentional about how you want to spend your time and what you want to give your time and energy to instead of just running on autopilot. Thank you for that. Um, that's, I find it really fascinating and it, it sounds like you can track or I don't track the right words but you can journal on absolutely anything by the yeah, sounds of it. And I like your idea of going for inspiration. So I will link in the show notes to your Instagram, Raksha, so people can go and have a look at your pages and see how you use it. So we're recording this at the end of March. So if if you're listening and thinking, oh, that sounds really good, um, do you have to wait for a new year or can you jump in at uh, any time? You can start any time and you don't have to do yearly pages and you don't even have to set up any pages in advance. You can just grab a notebook, start with a blank page and just start that day if you want to. Or even though it's March, you can always set goals for the year. I don't always set my goals in January. Um, sometimes it's months later and that when I really understand what I want to focus on for the year. So um, it really isn't important that it's not January. Uh, you can start any time of year. And as soon as you start looking online and seeing, the, getting ideas on, on what you can do, you just want to get started straight away and you're not worried about what time of year it is. Um, but the bullet journal method book is also really, really helpful. And that really it breaks down the method. And it's the true, I guess it's what we call true bullet journaling um, before it kind of developed through the bullet journal community. So that's a really good place to start as well. Just having a look at that book because it really simplifies it and um so that you don't get overwhelmed when you do see all the inspiration online. 
I think like with most things, um, for me anyway, I really like the sound of this. And I think it's something I could really enjoy and really get into. I think it's starting that's hard. As I say, yeah. that's the same with so many things, isn't it? It's just like taking those first steps because it does seem really overwhelming. Um, so maybe this is a good time to start talking about some of your products because I think that when I look at your products, I think a lot of them have been designed, tell me if I'm wrong, Wax, just to help with a bit of that. Yeah. overwhelmed I know you have stencils and so do you want to talk to us about some of the products that you've created and we'll take it from there yep um so I guess six around six months after sharing my first video on YouTube I realized that people were recreating the pages of my journal and sharing them on Instagram and they were doing similar exercises in their journals like for example one of my lists that I make is a simple things list every month and that's where I write down five very simple things that I plan to enjoy that month usually related to the month or the season and um, so for example if we're entering into spring one of my simple things would be to go out on a morning walk and observe the change of the season or read a book out in the garden or look out for new flowers blooming and I realized people were doing a lot of these lists in their own journals and um, recreating the designs and layouts from my bullet journal as well in their own um, and that just led to me thinking that I could produce tools to help them draw up these pages because you get a lot of people who get interested in bullet journaling and they like the creative side of it which is which is the optional side it's not important but people want to be a bit creative in their journal because it's fun um, but find it difficult so I thought stencils could really help with that because it takes the stress away from having to be artistic but you can still have nice designs in your journal um, so I um, so I started by designing a stencil at home um, using some software on my computer and, and my husband had a 3d printer that he just used for fun um, and I used that to print out my first stencil um, and I found that I was able to make really good quality stencils with a 3D printer. And I had so many original ideas coming to me because I was journaling all the time and I could quickly see what people would benefit from because I was so close to it. And then obviously having a community and an audience really helps because they feed into it as well and start asking for um, help with certain things. So you can see how you can provide a tool for it. Um, so I did my first stencil and printed it on a 3D printer, set up an Etsy shop and um, put my first product up. And I wasn't expecting any sales because this is completely unplanned. And again, I was just kind of going with the flow, testing to see if it would be something useful. And really, it's, it's hard to know whether the product you've created is going to be sold or whether people would be interested in it. It's, it's quite hard to know, but I thought I'd give it a go. Um, and people did buy the stencil and surely slowly but surely um I kept adding more and more stencils for journaling to my shop and eventually I added candles to the shop as well and I call them mindfulness candles because you can make journaling quite a nice ritual and part of the process for me is to light a nice calming scented candle before opening up a journal so I thought I'd add that as another a tool for the journaling process and that's how my Etsy shop kind of grew into a, a journaling shop, I guess. Well, that's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. And um, like you say, you have lots and lots of templates and um, stencils. Sorry, now. So I sorry, uh, 
sorry to call, um, to call them templates. Um, so you have lots of stencils now, and I, I, I see that's grown. So has that grown because people have been asking you for things? Um, how how have you sort of made it? How have you decided? Okay, I'm going to add this to my range, or how's that grown? Um, so I guess the first few were my own ideas, um, things that just looking through all of my journals led to ideas. Um, one of them was a grid spacing ruler. So in the journaling community, it's quite common to use a dot grid journal. Um, and I um, thought I could create a ruler to help people lay out their, their journaling spreads quickly and easily. So you can put this ruler on and it shows you exactly how to divide your page up into halves or thirds or quarters. And that was just from looking through my old journals and seeing how I was laying things out. Um, and that led to the idea of a ruler. And then slowly after that, the community started coming to me and asking for particular templates and saying and telling me what they would find useful, like boxes of a certain size or circles or um, you know, the ideas started coming to me, which was really, really helpful to actually hear what people what people need. Um, and I guess that's the value of, of starting with an audience first, because that can really guide what you do. Um, and you can really provide valuable tools to them because you're getting feedback from them directly. Yeah, and I guess that's that's really true. It's really nice that they're able to tell you what they need. And then I guess on the other side of that, what's also really nice is that when you started out with your stencils, you had an audience there to tell about them. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I, I don't know, but I would I would perhaps guess that some of your first customers, at least, were people who were already in your community or were watching your videos are following you on Instagram um, yeah. and of course being on Etsy you're reaching a wider audience than that as well but I think it's really good that when you first started with your products you had some people you know that you could tell them about and I guess that's a really good test of where well, will people actually buy this because you have the community there yeah completely yeah so it was really important in my case to have that community already because I think I may have struggled to just um put the product out there without people to um to tell about it and without a video it was actually just a youtube video that that did it um for me just putting a video up of me using it that's what led to pretty much mo most of my sales i think they, 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 that's really interesting yeah it can be really hard if you I mean I'm not an expert on Etsy but um, I think for any marketplace if you go and put a product on there but you don't really have anyone to tell about it and you're relying either on people finding it or paid traffic or whatever it might be I think it can be a lot harder to get initial sales and of yeah. course now I'm sure people going on Etsy um, looking for bullet journaling tools are finding you organically but that's because built up a bit of a sales history yeah and all of these algorithms even the Etsy algorithm will favor people who have traffic already so it's um it's quite important to have that have a, a way of um, bringing people in and then you start to benefit from the Etsy search as well a bit more when when Etsy can see that um, people are interested in your product so bringing a lot of that traffic in yourself is is quite important I think I think so too. And I, um, I specialize more on Amazon than Etsy, but I say the same to anyone starting on Amazon that you initially, you do have to sort of generate your own traffic because they're not just going 
I don't think any marketplaces yeah. really are just going to show your listing to people because in most cases for, for lots of us there's someone else who's doing something similar enough and they've already got some sales history and you know the marketplace is, is in their best interest to show customers the products they think are most likely to sell but if yeah. they can see you're getting lots of traffic and you're getting and you're converting well then you know that sort of shifts in your favor then and they are more likely to, to show your listing but it's yeah the beginning it's really hard so I think having an audience is is amazing yeah I think it's really good to do it that way around because lots of people myself included I definitely did this I started you know I, I, a long time ago I started creating products and then I started looking for an audience to sell them to and it's so much harder yeah. and I know we don't all have communities already but I think if you're in a position to start getting people interested before you start selling something that's definitely an advantage definitely and even if you just start with um sharing a bit on instagram or finding somewhere that that you enjoy sharing it really really helps um even like as as we can see from this conversation you don't even need a product idea to start with you could just be sharing online and then um take it from there yes and i think that's really interesting that you didn't sort of start out thinking oh I'm going to start selling products um and the products really came from people telling you they needed those products and again that's just a really nice way because something I often say to people is you need to make sure your products meet a need and you need to be sure that people are going to buy it before you start spending lots of time or money creating things so I think it's great because you had both of those you knew people you knew they met a need and you knew people wanted them yeah I think that's a really yeah great place to start from yeah definitely and so how did you um go about actually creating your stencils was it you mentioned 3d printing so was it a case of finding a printer that could produce what you needed well I was quite lucky really because my husband had a 3d printer in the house and he used it just to make fun things for the kids and for himself so he'd learned how to use the 3d printer and how to design things um in uh three the 3d printer software um so luckily that um pointed me in the right direction and um he sh- he showed me all of the things that that he, he learned how to use it on youtube basically just watching some playlists on youtube showing you how to design things on a 3d printer um so he recommended those to me and i just learned how to design as well um and I was quite lucky because I had my husband for support as well um because he already knew how to use it and just did it all at home really and I I still um design and print stencils at home from my home and I've just upscaled a little bit I have a few 3D printers on the go to help keep up with the demand especially at the end of the year when people are getting new journals and getting ready for the new year um December Christmas time is just crazy for me the house is just full of 3d printers printing stencils everywhere (laughs) um yeah so I had to invest in um some more printers as well to keep up with the demand that's really interesting um I haven't actually spoken to anyone who does their own 3d printing before um because I had assumed obviously incorrectly that you would have to find you know somewhere that could do that for you so that's that's really good that you're able to do that at home yeah. and like you say investing more printers makes sense and so are you printing your stencils to order 
Yeah, um, I was initially, but now I just make sure I always have um, a big batch of stencils ready so that I can just fulfill orders um, as and when they come in. So I just always make sure I have enough stock um, because it takes a little while to print a stencil. It takes about two hours for one stencil um, and you just turn it on, leave it on and it prints for two hours. And it's, it's really cool. You can 3D print pretty much anything you can make anything from plastic um which is which is quite cool that's really cool and I had I was about to ask you how long it took so yeah I guess it makes sense that if you got even I don't know 10 orders in a day and you had one printer that print would be going a long time wouldn't it if you were printing orders that makes sense that you can just set them and is with 3d printing is it a case if you can just set it up and walk away and it just happens yeah you can set it up walk away leave it or some prints um, you can leave overnight so the rulers I do a batch of those um, in one print I do eight rulers and it takes about um, 11 hours so I can just put that on when I go to bed and I've got 11 rulers in the morning um, and, and you can um, bulk order have these made I guess bulk order them but the really good thing about having the 3D printers is that I was able to test small samples of my products to see what worked um, without investing in huge amounts because um, usually there's like a minimum order when you get stencils made or get products made and I didn't have to worry about any of that I could make make them to order um, from the beginning and test a lot easier without having to invest too much invest in anything really which is really helpful that is and I guess it also gives you opportunity to tweak things if you need to yeah um yeah I'm yeah I'm, I have to say I'm really I'm really impressed because I, <laughs> um, I don't know much about 3D printing but I, I always thought it if it I didn't really think of it being something that you could do at home so I'm super impressed and um yeah that sounds like a really good way of, of doing it yeah. um and is so, and it is sound it sounds like it is something that is fairly accessible then so it is something where, that you can learn how to make stencils and yeah you can learn how to make make anything on a 3D printer it's all on YouTube, everything, all the all the courses, classes, things to teach you how to use it. It's all there. So yeah, anyone interested in 3D printing can get started. Um, it's a bit of an investment initially to buy a 3D printer. And then it's just the cost of the the PLA, the plastic. Yeah, and I guess you do have to sort of factor that in. But yeah, yeah. but it sounds like though there isn't the top there, even though you're sort of producing the products yourself the time element is there obviously and it takes time but I guess most of that time is spent on the upfront process of designing the stencils and you know because once it's printing you can be doing other things so it's not like you're sitting there for two hours producing one stencil you sort of can set it and and go away and and get on with the rest of your day yeah you can always get on with other things because the printer will just um print away while you do other things and I think there's smarter printers out there now as well they're obviously a bit more expensive but there's ones that can probably handle that a bit better and have timers and things like that and schedules and stuff like that um, which is probably something I should look into I'm still really fascinated because you're able to produce them that's what's got me that you're able to do it yourself but without having to actually spend the time because I get for for lots of people that I speak to that um, produce their own products whether it's candles or 
cosmetics or all different things and um, there's obviously that time element every time they need to create either a batch or, an, or a specific order there's yeah. the time involved in, in doing that but this sounds really smart in that a lot of your time is spent upfront, and then it's just creating and then and then it's just producing them you know without it taking any any additional time yeah, yeah. Gosh, that's blown that's blown my mind a little bit actually. <laughs> I'm really I'm really I'm really impressed by that and yeah I'm thinking now that I need to find out more about 3D printing yeah sounds like the possibilities are endless yeah they really are like now I think um, people are 3D printing houses as well like if you look it up on YouTube there's um, actual houses big houses in the U.S being built without builders and without um people actually were putting bricks together there's um, 3d printers huge ones laying out cement and building houses within like a few days um and the only work that goes into it is the design that a designer does on a computer and you can use that same design to print as many houses as you want so it's just really mind-blowing the things you can do now that is, it is it's amazing isn't it scary though when you feel like you know it feels like in some point in the future there might be so many jobs that are lost because I know it can be printed that bit's quite it's scary really isn't scary. it um but in, but then you think of all the new opportunities for people who can design 3d print you know there's, I guess while things are changing there's also lots of new opportunities so it's quite exciting yeah and um so you have you obviously your stencils and you mentioned you have your range of candles now as well. So do you have any other ideas of products down the line or do you think it'll be a case of listening to your community? I'll be taking a lot from the community. Um, I've always also thought it'd be good to do some courses as well, um, some online courses, maybe for bullet journaling or um, related to some of the other areas that I share um, content on. So I've always had it on my bucket list I guess to do some training courses so that could be something um, that comes next well I'll be honest if you ever did a course on how to get started bullet joint journaling I would be there because I think it's, <laughs> it's the um like we said earlier it's the getting started that's yeah quite daunting but I'm sure that once um you get going I can imagine it gets quite addictive yeah definitely and sooner or later you just can't live without your bullet journal um, even if you don't pick it up every day, because um, life does get in the way sometimes and you might neglect your journal for a few days, but but you miss it. And that makes you go back to it and just write a small list or just um, start with something really small. Um, so you don't have to do it every day, either. it's really, really flexible. I'm thinking now as well, that would be such a nice sort of thing to have to look back on you know, in 20 years time to look back at your journal from when you were I don't know 40 or 20 or you know however old you are when you start this I think it would be amazing yeah. I remember having those books as a kid where you would like write down you know how old you were and who your best friend was and what your favorite yeah. food was. <laughs> you know those little journal things you get um and you know they're looking back on things like that it's just fascinating isn't it to think back to who you used to be and yeah I love doing that. And my old journals have a lot of that as well. Just some memory pages or some pictures like we take lots of pictures on our phones and then you just lose them because you don't really look at them again. We don't really have photo albums anymore. So I pick out some of my favorite pictures from the month and stick them down in my journal and just have like monthly memories on there, which is really nice because you can just look back on it later on. And and anytime you're just not 
feeling too good or feeling a bit demotivated it really helps to just um flick through an old journal and you just feel so much better you kind of like reconnect with yourself and it makes you feel a lot better so it's it's quite valuable having those older journals to look through yeah because I can definitely see that that you know you could journal in such a way that it really supports you by I don't know writing down wins or things that made you happy or yeah yeah I can totally get on board with this yeah and there's just yeah I wish I could this is a podcast so I can't really show you otherwise I'd be pulling out my journals and showing you all the pages but I do have videos um flipping through all of my journals um so on my channel people can see um every page of my journals every year at the end of the year I and do a little flip through so you can see all of the pages in my journal and that gives a better idea of of what goes into it throughout the year yeah well thank you because I'm going to link to um to your YouTube and your Instagram and everywhere else your website your Etsy shop in the show notes for this episode as well so people can go and take a look and do and thank you for sharing those so openly because I think it's quite vulnerable to yeah share all of that because journals and diaries you know can be really personal um so yeah well thank you for sharing that because I think that I'm sure that's helped so many people whether it's with inspiration or their own mental well-being yeah I do I do like to share it because um it kind of it, it helps other people see that we're all um you know we're all in the same boat and we all have um moments where we feel down or we feel good and you know usually on social media you see all the highlights and the positive things whereas um it's not always the case in in real life like everyone has ups and downs and so I don't want to hide anything in my journal there are ups and downs throughout and I like to show that it's normal so everyone you know knows that it's normal and can take comfort comfort from that yeah um just one final question before we finish if that's okay Raksha Um, I would love to know what is your number one piece of advice for other product creators? Um, What I would say is that there's a lot to learn um, in this whole journey and you only really learn by doing and reflecting. Um, And there's a quote that I love that describes this really well. It's I hear and I forget. I see and I remember. I do and I understand. And this couldn't be more true because I always thought about starting a business or wanting to work for myself and spent years just putting myself off because I always thought I didn't have any good ideas or I don't know what to do. Um, And it was only after taking that first step of making a video that I really started understanding how to offer something valuable to others. And so it's when you actually try to do something and then reflect on what you've done and refine it along the way. That's when you truly understand your offering. Um, so my advice would be to take a small step, act on one of your thoughts, whether it's just sharing something online or testing, making a small sample of a product to try and sell. Um, the more you try to do something and then reflect and refine it along the way, the closer you'll get to creating something special if you've been inspired to start a podcast in 2024 i really recommend my podcast host captivate captivate were my top pick when i started podcasting four years ago because of how easy it was for a complete novice like me to get started i've stuck with them for the last four years because captivate is still really simple to use they keep adding great new features like the ability to share ads like these and they've just been really reliable 
So when you're ready to start your own podcast, you can use the link in the show notes and get a free seven day trial with Captivate.